Hello, Water Trio listeners, and welcome back. It is the week of March 18 through to 24 that we're bringing you the juicy astrology joy of. Um, it's Alicia Youssef, and I'm here with Kelly Surtees and Cassandra Tindall, my <laughs> wonderful astrologer friends. Kelly's just put her vase of beautiful flowers there for us all to see. Were they a birthday gift, Kel? Yeah, from my gorgeous assistant. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to do my set decorations so <laughs> while you were introing. Such an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> we are recording this on Mercury Station, just so you know. So it could could be an interesting episode. We make no promises. Tangents uh, will happen. <laughs> but we're not talking about that, I don't think. Because which week is it, Leash? It's the 18th. The 18th. 18th. Okay. So where are we starting? Who's up first? What you are, mate. aspects have you got? I am. Oh, my yes. gosh. Go Aries. Go Aries. Go Aries. Go, go. Go Aries. <laughs> Which is a very Aries thing to do. Oh, my God, um, totally. Take it away, Aries moon. <laughs> so we have on the 20th of March in the US and Europe and the 21st of March here in Australia, the sun is moving into Aries and thank God that we're getting it out of the watery Pisces. Um, yes, <laughs> Kelly, can you stop with the facial expressions for all those that are listening? Please go and have a look at our YouTube channel to see just what <laughs> Kelly's doing. <laughs> anyway, do we seem childlike? Yes, we are. And there we go. Just all about Aries is courageous, it's brave, it's dynamic, it likes to get things out there. I always talk about it like Tigger, um, who's always like <laughs> bouncing around wanting to know what everybody's up to. Um, Hello, to- uh, if you Alicia Tigger, I really want to <laughs> that's gonna be your name because that is so you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god. god well you can really feel the uh cosmic youthful infusion already in the start of this podcast i mean yes. i don't like to diss my water sign um but one thing that pisces like all mutable signs is pretty crap at is staying focused and getting things done so yeah i mean i for one am happy and i feel like it's like from a technical perspective sun in aries planet exalted <laughs> It's a bit of a late in the month change that is a nice boost. Yes, um, which we need with all this Pisces energy mm, happening and that yeah. retrograde and Mercury conjunct Neptune coming up. Yeah, it's just thank God for this injection of focus, as you said, Kel, and of just movement forward and shift. And, you know, it's the astrological new year, um, Aries being the first sign of the zodiac as well. So there is a freshness and a newness for those in the northern hemisphere. This is spring. Um when the fullness of things starts. So, you know, Easter's not long after. Um, and, yeah, it's just such a bright and vibrant energy um, and definitely one that you can get things done under. So, yeah. Any you girls have any other thoughts? I love the drying out quality, you yeah. know, after that. I mean, and we've had a bit of a water overload. So the sun moving into Aries is 100% like, astro rehab drying out um and just kind of getting a little bit more focus 
<laughs> yeah, a little bit more. It's like the Betty Ford Clinic of Astrology. So it's kind of like, you know, and that's what I love about it. And, I mean, I have a bit of a confession to make. I have a secret thing for Aries. I just love it. I mean, my South Node's there, but I just love that kind of just that impulsive passion and I kind of admire how sometimes they don't even know where they're going but it's never enough to stop them and it's just that real kind of beautiful um that inner warrior it's just quite nice so you know we can all embrace that at some level within our own lives um through the sun's transit there so that's what I like about the sun in Aries it's rejoiceful it's exuberant it's um, it's a bit middle fingerish because it's like, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I want to do, and stuff is all like I kind of, I love that spirit, I really, really do. So I have a thing. Oh, I like <laughs> it. Cass. Thing. I, I do. I look. One of my brothers is an Aries, and uh, he is like the epitome of that kind of raw, pure enthusiasm, which is so commonly associated with Aries, yeah. like. And one thing I've admired about him from even when he was like a teenager, he's always backed himself. He's always been like, I can do this or I'm going to give it a shot. And that's one of the great gifts of the sun in Aries. It's this courage, but also this kind of self-belief, not in an egotistical way. And I think this is actually something all the fire signs have a little bit more than the other signs, which is the idea of, you know, I'm kind of worthy or I deserve to be here or I've got something to offer, you know, and I, I deserve to be in it basically and they get things going. So, yeah, yeah. they're not easily rattled, you know, when they put their mind to something, then it's it's going to happen, you know, and uh, I think Aries is, and I know it's quintessential and stereotypical, but they really just do pave that path. They really just mm. lead the way and um, and I love that kind of, it's not even act now, think later. It's act now and don't even think at all. And I just love that kind of, I just love that kind of, you know, that energy. It's just, I love it. That Aries is by far my favourite fire sign. It's definitely yeah. fun. I mean, my dad spent a lot of time when he was raising all of us because I'm from a tribe of children. He spent a lot of time saying, now, son, did you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> I can absolutely relate. And I must say, there's been, you know, Aries rising, Aries moon. There's been quite a lot of trouble spots I got myself into by not thinking. But, man, I had fun along the way. And I think (laughs) the impulsivity of Aries, if it's tempered by something or if the Mars is given a a way to kind of logic just a little bit, um, then, yeah, you can have that impulsiveness without having the rashness that can come with it. So... And I love, you know, that there is that confidence. Um, I always see with Aries is just there's this natural confidence that they yeah. use that, you know what, it doesn't matter, you know, that 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 fire fly by the seat of my pants. Um, and if the outcome doesn't work, I'll find a way. Um, I'll work it out. It, it'll just, you know, she'll be apples, mate. It'll, she'll it'll, be right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Translation required. <laughs> Every Everything will be okay. We don't know how or we don't know when, but it'll all yeah. be okay. <laughs> it is kind of the epitome of the winging it energy and mm. the fact that for the next four weeks we're going to have the sun exalted in Aries. So that's just it's pure cosmic vitality and confidence initiative energy a little bit of leadership not in the way that you need to get everyone on board but just in the way that you are going to make those first moves take those first Mm -hmm. steps and it's a real lead by example type of leadership 
It yeah. is. It's like the pioneers in the US, you know, that went out and they they took the frontier um, and then everybody else followed them. It, it's that kind of energy that leads. Yeah, pioneer is one of my favourite words for Aries, that idea of breaking yeah. new ground, going forward, going first. But, yeah, for the next four weeks we have the sun vital in a fire sign and we have Jupiter in Sag. So that's just a really nice combo that, you know, there is going to be in April there'll be a direct degree-based aspect when the sun gets to the specific point where Jupiter is and they make their connection. But just generally for the whole month there is this support between the sun and Jupiter. And, you know, Marsilio Ficino, which is like this medieval Renaissance kind of astro-magician guy, he talked about, the three graces in astrology being the sun, Jupiter and Venus. And it's always lovely when we get a nice connection between even just two of those three planets. Mm, so totally. there is a really nice uh, kind of chin-chin, if you like, between those two. So Not quite because it's a drying out energy, remember? I know, but maybe... <laughs> Oh, well, dry, you know. they might need the water to the chin chin to a, yeah you know yeah, lubricate things social okay. lubricants yeah yeah because um, yeah, there'll be that. a sign based sign based trine and a sign based sextile to both those planets in the first week that the sun is in aries just before venus moves into pisces Yes, yeah, between with Venus. So Venus, that's actually a really good point, Leash. Yeah. So, mm. so the first week the sun's in Aries, we've got Sun in Aries, Venus in Aquarius, Jupiter in Sag. Mm. Now that's the three graces, Sun, Venus, Jupiter, all in air and fire signs. And even though the degrees aren't exact, they're still sending some interacting yeah. Yeah, to mm. each other. So it's just a much nicer energy compared to maybe some of the emotional stuff, which look, we all love our DNMs, but, you know, sometimes you've got to, like, hang up the tissues and get back into it. It gives a little bit of uh, oomph behind the Mercury retrograde in Pisces stuff, you know. So despite some things that might be a little bit, um, like, dragging your heels through the mud, um, there's definitely you know a little bit of a lift or exuberance to push forward despite the other stuff that's happening. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not the only thing happening that day, Leash. <laughs> no, no, there is that full moon in Libra um, oh, that's happening that? at zero degrees. <laughs> but what else are we going to talk about? Cass, well, were you going to talk about something that day? or was it? Yeah, we sort of touched on it a little bit. It was the Venus sextile Jupiter. So, you know, um, and Venus also squares Mars at the same time. So... Yeah, you know, Venus is definitely in the mix and she's the ruler of the equinox lunation. So it's all about Venus, you know, towards the end of the week, midweek there. So, you know, Venus in Aquarius, it might be about getting your words on or communicating things or, you know, as we said, air and fire. It's about, you know, Venus taking, you know, or maybe um, taking the lead or taking direction and getting things moving along. And the sextile between Venus and Jupiter, you know, it's, you know, sextiles are kind of a little bit, I don't know, I feel they get a little bit overlooked in astrology sometimes. And I think that they're really, oh, they're lovely aspects, and but they still require work. Mm. It's, you know, sometimes you see people 
um, and they get an opportunity that comes to them, but they don't see what's in front of their own face. You know what I mean? Like it's like, hello, like, you know, but, um, and the sex talk can be a little bit like that. It's like that proverbial carrot being dangled in front of your face, but you still need to do, it's a lucky link, but the hard work still has to be have been done to, you know, recognize that opportunity and go with it. So there is, you know, um, an opportunity here to tap into some of that Jupiter and Sagittarius stuff. So whatever house, you know, Jupiter is doing for you right now, it's getting a little bit of a cosmic prod or a boost or support. So, you know, lean into that, you know, maybe with your connections or your networks or, you know, what olive branches can you extend out to kind of grease the wheels and get things moving and shifting and shaping for you, especially now that the sun is in Aries, you know, there's that taking charge and taking the lead with something. And it's almost like Venus has got her foot on the gas with this. She's the one who's you know, uh, being maybe a little bit less Venus than Venus, but, um, you know, interacting with those planets, she's really kind of um, at the helm in a way. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of my favourite aspects from a positive perspective for the whole month of March, that Venus sextile Jupiter. Um, <clears throat> I think it's the 21st in Canada and the States and the 22nd in Australia. Uh and it is, it's just really juicy. I mean, it reminds me of that quote that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And I think that speaks to what you're saying, Cass, where it's like, you know, it's easy to look out and say, oh, this person's been an overnight sensation or they're just really lucky and completely overlook how much preparation or planning or how much consistent effort they've already been putting in. Totally. So it feels it's a little like- bit like the reward, I guess. Sorry, Cass. Yeah, it's like those people, oh, I really wish I could win the lotto. Did you buy a ticket? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you've got to be in it to win it. And the Venus sextile Jupiter is suggesting that there's a prize there, but you've got to be in it to win yes. it. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's, um, <clears throat> you know, if, if your fire, that the Jupiter and Sag fire has dimmed a bit with all this spicy energy, you know, Venus in Aquarius is going to fan the flames, you know, build them up, have that air and fire together. I mean, that's the thing about the sextiles is they're the same, um, you know, they're both uh, yang signs, they're both masculine signs, but they're different elements. So when you get air and fire together, things can really grow and blow up um you know if, you, if you're trying to light a fire you know you need to fan it you don't want to fan a bushfire because they get out of control but it's that ability to kind of bring those venusian aquarian ideas um those insights you may get and add them into your jupiter and sag energy uh whatever plans or ideas or um opportunities you've been trying to build there Yeah, that's a great point, Leash, linking the Venus-Jupiter sextile to that longer Jupiter and Sag trend because this is a little bit of a boost or encouragement or it's like you've seen that you've broken through to one level of the larger Jupiter and Sag goal or plan that you're striving Mm -hmm. for. Um, yeah, it's just, there's, it's always lovely when there's a Venus Jupiter aspect. So it might, there might be a bit of luck or a bit of blessing or a bit of acknowledgement, a little bit of a feeling of success or things coming together. Um, I don't know if it's super like typically romantic in the sense of like cuddles and kisses because it's Venus in Aquarius. She's a little bit more Mm. independent and self-contained there. And Jupiter in Sag has got a little bit of a mission to try and change the world or improve the world. So I sort of feel like we might notice this a little bit more in maybe our social interactions or 
around the causes uh, that we're passionate about or even just in the professional sphere as well. It's mm. great for, you know, people coming together for collaborations and connections when you've got that like mind or shared vision type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was even thinking, you know, if you if you're into doing astrology magical rituals, you know, it's you've got it Thursday or Friday. So it's always it's going to be on either Venus or Jupiter's day, whichever you want to take advantage of. So it would be a good day to try to invoke the energy of either of those to build up whatever you're going to be doing. That's a really great point, Leish. Really great point. So if you're doing any uh rituals to do with Venus or Jupiter, extra juicy at this time. Um, did we want to say anything about the full moon in Libra before we move on to our last little aspect for the week? Well, it's definitely bringing in that sort of new astrological year in with a bang. Yeah, and it's straddling that whole equinox energy (laughs) as well, you know. It's It's an interesting one. Have we got time? Well, we could. We I feel like we should just say a couple of minutes, maybe. I mean, it's probably like the biggest full moon of the year, like yeah, an equinox full moon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always find the full moons that are right on the equinox or right on the solstice just tend to be that much more dramatic. Um, it is at like you know zero cardinal, so mm. it's it's kind of really spotlighting or exaggerating or antagonizing I mean you can sort of pick an adjective it's definitely going to shake things up and the rulers are squared so Mars square Venus Mm -hmm. as well so all those things we just said about Venus could also have a catch so as you said Kel about it's not so much about cuddles and kisses I'm like yeah she's squaring Mars she's not down for that this time so like, no. Yeah, so it's definitely, um, but also highlights the themes of relationship and negotiation even more so. So there's that potential, like Jupiter's got the goodness it wants to offer, the Venus sextile stuff, which we already described, but it does show that there is a little bit of a potential battleground or some negotiations that need to take place before you can get there. So it's probably a good thing that Venus is in Aquarius. She has an air sign. She's a little detached. She's a little bit more rational and thoughtful. So it can kind of, you know, help with the negotiations in a sense. Yeah, and we've also got Mars in Venus's sign in Taurus. So it's a little bit more tempered. I feel like, you know, the sun's just moved into Aries, so it's all that stuff we're talking about. And then we've got the moon in Venus's sign. So it's that <clears throat> trying to find an equilibrium, trying to find a balance, which kind of fits beautifully with the equinox. It's like, you know, you're moving out of one and into the other. And it's half of one and half of the other. So it almost in some ways seems like a paradox, but it's where those two things meet that cooperation can really happen and that you can actually find understanding um you know i new moon uh, full moons are about release and letting go they're not often about building things up so you know for me this is probably a really good full moon to find forgiveness under to really try to see somebody else's point of view and and let go of whatever crap you know use the mask to cut that away and, and to bring in some understanding um and yeah, just the this the fairness, the balance, the harmony, you know, that just that harmony of being, um, of being in the moment. It'll be a beautiful new moon to have uh, the new moon flower. It'll be a beautiful full moon to watch. Um if, if we can see it, it'll be right in that middle point of the sky. Um you know, not too far north, not too far south, it'll be right in that middle point. So yeah, be cool one to watch it. Sunset for whoever can. 
yeah, if you've got clear skies, it'll be gorge. Uh, yeah, I do think Venus sort of has a little bit of the upper hand. Um, just well, she does rule the <clears throat> the, Libra, the full moon in Libra. Mars is in her sign, so even though they are a little bit at odds, she's got. It's almost like she's got a final say or that, you know, there is this feeling of adjustment. I mean, every full moon in Libra I always think is very much about learning to compromise or figuring out how to to accommodate another person's perspective or side of things. Not in a people-pleasing doormat kind of way, but in a way that just keeps things in a really even keel, yeah, this feels fair for everyone kind of perspective. Cool. Cool. So, what was your aspect, Kel? Uh, Mercury retro in Pisces conjunct Neptune, just to uh, really bring it home at the end of the week. This is happening on Sunday the 24th in Canada and the States, and it will be Monday the 25th for our Aussie listeners. So this is the second in a series of three conjunctions between Mercury retro, well, between Mercury and Neptune in Pisces. It's the only conjunction where Mercury is retrograde. So... Sunday the 24th, you know, Monday if you're in Australia, unfortunately, this is an excellent energy for vaguing out, flaking out, chilling out. Um, I mean, this is not a clear-headed kind of I'm doing my taxes or a lot of detailed paperwork. It's more like maybe you've reached a bit of emotional overwhelm or mental exhaustion and you might take a tech detox or you might... You definitely need to double check that you're not replying all to an email that you just want to send to one person. I do think it's a bit of a cliche Mercury retro confusion, sort of twenty four hour period, basically. The chickens have got something to say about it too. Yeah, the chickens are in agreement <laughs> with this, I guess. Yeah, and this is happening. You know, Mercury's almost stopped, really, because he's, he's stationing in a few days' time. Yeah, at the so same it's degree. like. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's like I feel like, you know, Cass, you always beautifully use the analogy of the bow being drawn back with anything retrograde. And I feel like this is that point where all the feels, all the emotions, all the things we've been revisiting, the patterns, you know, whatever placement that the Mercury retrograde has been in your chart, this is going to be the culmination of all of this and potentially where some aha moments may come in and not these bright ones like a Uranus transit because it's Neptune but the feeling of, okay, I really understand this a bit more, I really get this, my mind has turned fully inwards now and I'm trying to align all those things, Um, okay, where am I ready to go next with this? How am I going to go forward when Mercury moves direct next week? So, yeah, what, what, what inner dreams have you communicated to yourself about? So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is a good point, Leash, because as much as the Mercury-Neptune conjunction is technically exact, you know, on this Sunday-Monday period, Mercury is very close to Neptune for about two weeks, actually, which includes mm. his station. So, uh, yeah, you know, the end of the retrograde can sometimes reveal where the miscommunications or where the snafus have been that you kind of weren't aware of. So it's definitely a good prep leading into even next week just to be, you know, double-checking or even delaying. I mean, this is one of those Mercury retrogrades where the very start of the retrograde is just like this massive put things on hold week and that was the week of March 4th and then the end of the retrograde, which is it's not this week, the 18th we're recording for, but it's mm. coming up next week. There is just, you know, 
so much uncertainty, so much confusion, there's so much stuff swirling around that you will have to trust your instincts, but you might not get the clear answers you need as fast as you want them. And in those circumstances, we just have to be a little patient, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a Guns N' Roses song? Yes, but I'm really not. Yeah, but Guns N' Roses isn't really my bag. Okay, sorry. I thought I was really (laughs) not heavy enough. It's it's a little bit mainstream for me, but no. That's a little bit too soft cock broadcast. A little bit. But, I mean, you know, back in the day, like, Guns N' Roses, you know, if you were a Guns N' Roses fan, like, in the late 80s, 90s, like, you were bad. But, yeah, no. You know, it's like they were the scariest band in the world. But, yeah, as a, they're not really up there in my top ten list of, like, metal bands yet. No, you have, like, some pretty intense. I was just, like, it's much heavier than what I would normally reference, so I thought you'd be proud of me for bringing in some sort of semi-metal reference there. You, d- I'm, like, knowing your musical taste, Kel, <laughs> I'm actually really proud of you. I know, so. that's what I mean. Like, I need a gold star for this, mate. Uh, I'm really. I wouldn't even know what a Guns N' Roses song theme was. Are you so would. Like, everybody knows, like, Paradise City just or Sweet Mine. Yeah. yeah, you know, I was too busy in clubs, honey, to listen yeah, to Guns you were, Roses. Yeah, yeah, you're a little bit on a different wavelength than me. On a different, yeah, um, yeah. I was having a conversation well, this morning. I love how we're having a music segue when we're talking about Mercury <laughs> with Neptune in Pisces. Yeah, totally. Honestly, my two remedies for excessive Neptune stuff are music and water, and I don't yeah. mean alcoholic water. I mean literal ocean bath shower. Yeah lake um and music it's like you've just got to play music so tell yeah, us yes, more totally about, do about your yeah music. I mean I wanted to bring this up because it just was so perfect for Mercury retrograde in Pisces so I was dropping my son off at uh, kindy today and one of the ladies who's always behind the desk in admin there um somehow we got talking and um because Linky was just finishing watching a Slipknot video on YouTube <laughs> he likes to have his medal when he wakes up it's his coffee and um Anyway, she told me that in America there's like these metal cruises you can go on. So it's like a three-day okay, cruise. Okay, back up a second. In America there are cruises for everything. Everything. I know. And there I'm like, are even cruises. John Mayer cruises. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be like the Titanic for me. <laughs> So this is a perfect week to book a cruise with the music. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, like, my that God, would this is awesome. like a gestalt of astrology. Because, like, Metallica have just started touring North America again and in a panic, I like, ages ago when I found this out, I said they better not be in Australia when I'm in America. Oh, my God. Um, that would be devastating. But, yeah, anyway, we our schedules don't align and they'll be in Europe when I'm in the US. And then I heard about this metal cruise and I'm like, I've got a couple of weeks to kill when I'm in the States between gigs. So, yeah, maybe. Like that would be like insane. And, yeah, so then we talked about our like musical bucket list, like what we would really want to do. So I shared what mine was. So, yeah, that was really fun. It's such a mer- Or is it too rude? Oh, yeah. yeah, like one day I would love, you know, to go to Norway and like attend a black metal gig in the middle of winter. So Saturn. Um, do you know what winter is like in Norway? I will find out. 
it would be I'm like, hoping it's an indoor gig, not an outdoor gig. It would be like where you live, Kel. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, you're insane. It would have to be indoor because the, the cold would be too bad. Of course it would be. Like, like the guitars yeah. wouldn't work in the yeah, snow. Yeah, exactly, so. with fingers. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I this have the complete opposite type of musical fantasy. Yeah, no- well, I have Mars, Venus, Conjunction, Square <laughs> Saturn, so hence my, yeah, you're very I like black. being very, very black, black in my yeah, taste. Mm, I am. What's yours, Kel? Oh, Talking about be, fantasy. Like it would probably <laughs> be um, like a John Mayer concert on a beach or something. Um, so for people like, who are listening, I wasn't trying to take the piss with the John Mayer reference. I am actually a massive John Mayer fan. She's diehard. Which is really I remember crazy. having to listen to it. <laughs> And but remember, Kel, I went to a now kudos. I went to a Paul Murray gig with you. Remember, and that Pete Donovan Murray. Pete, Pete Murray. Murray was it? Yeah. Oh yeah, and Donovan Pete Murray Franken something Franken yeah. Rider or something. Yep. And I remember you doing a Kelly dance, and you were like, <laughs> and then you were like, it's sort of like Bollywood. <laughs> Kel's dance. <Yeah. laughs> and she's and she's like, he's really rocking out, and I'm kind of like standing there going, and Cass is going, mate, you don't know what rocking out. Is. <laughs> isn't even a warm-up <laughs> I just get so excited anyway that's so I know it was the sweetest thing up. ever I and I mean it. it was a good show but it just wasn't my thing but you it had wasn't. a wonderful time and I shared it with you and that was the main thing <laughs> but I would never I would never invite you to reciprocate that because I just yeah I feel like I might be damaged like in my ears if I went to your but I would bake you a cake the next day if you were tired or something <laughs> or if you needed energy before you went. And I'll meet you afterwards <laughs> for a few drinks. You could pick me up from the show. What would yeah. be yours, Leash, your musical fantasy? Oh, it's probably a bit different now to what it was in my 20s. But um, it's Did probably... Did you live like- out all your musical fantasies, Leash? <laughs> yeah, I did go to a few dance festivals. But um- <laughs> did it, weren't they just called raves, mate? Because I think I just went to the ones that were just called raves. <laughs> Pre-John Mayer, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 because I like the big musical festivals, you know, okay. three or four stages, um, you know, think Glastonbury, but dance music only. But okay. not, I mean, now... I would love Glastonbury or even, you know, I live an hour from Woodford Folk Festival, which yeah, is Yeah, it's supposed to be huge. Our original I really would love to. used to go there all the time. She did, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, so that's what that's my dream is to actually get there one year. But, you know, my husband's got can- uh, mooning cancer, so you can't get him out of the house. Um, okay, so we're going to have to go, Cass, and take leash because we could probably all stomach some folk for the weekend. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I could totally dig that. Um, okay. I'm happy to, as long as it's not dancey, I can handle it. Okay. Um, I mean, so. I'll find a way to dance to it, but that can just be me. <laughs> you guys love it. <laughs> I just love moving to music. I've got no yeah. musical talent whatsoever. Um, like I married a musician and my stepson is incredibly talented piano player. <laughs> And they came to a John Mayer concert with me. I'm just having such a good time. And they're like, Kelly, do you know where the beat is? I'm like, what's that, mate? I'm just having a good time. (laughs) I just, I'm enthusiastic, even though I don't have any technical understanding. So anyway. I love when I had a, well, I had a, um, a friend stay over with me the other week and, um, and, yeah, we got into the wine and he ripped out a few uh, Bathory tunes on my electric guitar here. So that was great fun. So, But um, I think the Woodford thing would be a wonderful thing to do. 
I so also what time on of a, year is it? I'm going to try and get it in the schedule. Christmas. It is it's between Christmas, Christmas and, New and New Year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that would be a lovely way to honor our very first teacher and the way that we all connected as well. Because yeah. she connected yeah. us. So, oh, my lovely listeners, we would love to hear what your musical says. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's your playlist? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what's your yeah. favourite playlist? What's your go-to? Because, you know, I think everybody has those artists or bands that you could listen to at any time in any mood kind of thing. Um, like there are certain songs that, or music that you're like, I'm in this mood and, you know, if you want to have a big cry, you might listen to Adele's first two albums or something. But who? Uh, you don't know Adele. <laughs> <laughs> of course I know who she is. I know is, you do, but, but it's, she's I, not in your musical genre. And that's why I really dislike shopping, hey, because I have to listen to that at a really loud volume. Dancey music, popular music. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. So this is all very Mercury in Pisces retrograde conjunct Neptune. Musical yes. fans. So, yeah, just, you know, drink some wine, listen to your favourite tunes and as I often say, I don't all favorite tunes yeah whatever you like you know I might say you know have this thing I may not always listen to Dark Throne but when I do so do my neighbors I love it so I think that brings us to the end of this very inspired week (laughs) does anyone have anything they want to share that Uh, they're doing this week or happening this week well I'm not doing anything this week because we'll all be in the mercury haze um But next week, in the middle of the extended Mercury haze, I actually am starting an online astrology class, my next four-part live training, which is basically designed to answer the question, what should I do with my life? So we'll be looking at career and life direction in astrology. That starts on Monday, the 25th of March, uh, and the info is on my homepage to sign up for that. That's all i got right now. What about you, gals? Sounds great. Um me, well, I'm in the midst of 2020, writing about 2020. Yes, yes, and, yes. Um, and consults. So, yeah, it's just a Merc- we'll see Mercury retrogrades in my 10th house. So, yeah, I'm just winging it. <laughs> I love it. And uh, I should have a big personal announcement in our next episode. Yay! Yeah. Yay! And I am doing consults as well as Cass, and I am just about to launch. I will be launching that week a beginner's astrology class. Um, it will be face to face here in the Sunshine Coast. Although I have heard a few people that want it online, so please let me know if you're interested. Um, and yeah, the exact dates I haven't nutted out yet. I'm just waiting for the venue to confirm. But yeah, have a look for it being launched. Awesome, Leishi. So exciting. I'm like, oh, you're going to launch that beginner shit on the Equinox. Go, girl. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Thanks, girls. It was so great to catch up as always. And thanks to our lovely listeners for listening to us laugh and giggle and fantasize. Discuss our musical fantasies. You may have learned more about us than you needed to know, but hopefully you haven't offended (laughs) anyone or scared anyone off. (laughs) I'm actually not like a, a weirdo, like. Even though my music guessed otherwise. Um, are you sure? <laughs> it's like when people, when uh, I got asked a little while ago, was I a weird kid? I was like, no, I was normal. It was everybody else that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Oh. Weird is all about your perception, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. I was fine. Yes. Oh yeah. My God. 
Yeah. All right, lovelies. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye everyone. Girls. Bye.